What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. Well, we are back again today in the studio. Another great college football weekend has come and gone, and... A lot happened. There's a lot to talk about, both in the FBS and FCS. Now, one of the things that somebody told me was that I need to explain. So what those those abbreviations uh, were, uh, the FBS is the college, uh, the the football bowl series, meaning that uh, if you are in there, you're usually going to be playing for the the bowl games and you have opportunity to go to the bowl games now if you are in the fcs you are playing for the playoff and i understand that's a little bit more confusing in nowadays because we have uh the college football playoff but uh you go right into a playoff there's automatic bids coming out of every conference and they have at large bids uh i believe there's 27 uh teams that go so there there you go i know i haven't explained that but uh there's been a little bit of feedback saying that i need to explain that so that is the explanation so both a lot to uh, a lot of storylines a lot of stuff to to have had happened so we are going to start off uh straight out of the gate today and we're going to be talking about the games of the week uh let me try to find there we go here are our games of the week i have so many papers so many notes written down uh, about this it's starting to kind of get ridiculous anyway uh all right to start off uh game of the week colorado nebraska we'll get into that a little bit later and then also on the fbs uh podcast uh and looking forward to week three podcast uh we'll start off with lsu texas now um the biggest question, and I believe it was answered, was this is a big-time game. Which program is ready? And honestly, both were ready. Uh, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of offense in that game, and it was really entertaining. I absolutely loved watching that game. Uh, I went to uh, a local game, a Division II game. I watched Dixie State play Colorado uh, State University Pueblo, and it was a great game. Uh, but I was also getting alerts, and I ended up watching the second half of the LSU-Texas game. Honestly, uh, it feels like LSU is there just a little bit more uh, before. I think it's going to take Herman one more year before we get uh, before we really know everything that that program entails. But honestly, both programs are back, and they are ready to go. So as we as we talk about it, honestly, both programs are back and they're and they are kicking it. It is it was a good game uh, overall. Ended up forty five thirty eight. And Texas honestly had a chance to win it. Uh, a couple bad decisions, uh, but honestly, I don't really want to rip them because LSU is an extremely good team. Uh, I think Texas, a uh, one last Texas team, uh, could get into a college football playoff if they end up beating Oklahoma uh, potentially twice. Uh, saying seeing that both of them get to the the Big Twelve championship game. Honestly, uh, I really liked the game overall. Very impressed. Now moving on to the Big Ten, I had Maryland against Syracuse, and I said, "Yo, is this Maryland team legit? Is their offense legit?" And by boy. Howdy, are they legit? They are good. That team put up some serious points the last two weeks. Now, uh, the score was 63 to 20. 
and the week before was 79 to 0. Now, I understand that that can kind of be deceiving, but Syracuse is a legit team. Uh, they were a top 25 team for us here at Get the Ball Rolling as we've kind of ranked them out, and uh, they're, they uh, normally play very well. Uh, Throughout the season, the season I think Dino Babbers is is a great coach. Uh, I'm very impressed with this team overall. I I'm not going to lie, and uh, we'll see if uh, if that comes out throughout the season. But honestly, Maryland is legit. Um, they've always been pretty good and can can put up points. But it seems like this year uh, there's something special around that program. Uh, from the ACC, we have the Clemson Texas A&M game, and. Uh, Honestly, I don't really know what to say. Uh, Clemson looks amazing. Uh, they look like they're going to take college football by storm. They're going to win it all. Uh, it'll be a little bit interesting. I think they tested them, showed a few holes, uh, if Clemson really has holes. But uh, Clemson is just dominant. They they adjust extremely well uh, to game plans and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know what it is about uh, Dabble Sweeney. They're just good. And uh, watch out for Clemson because they... I, I was impressed against a very good Texas A&M team. Uh, out of the Big 12, we had WV, uh, West Virginia against Missouri. Missouri ended up winning the game, uh, really kind of laid the, the beat down to West Virginia, and a lot of people told me at the first of the season, it's going to be a down year for West Virginia. Oh, sorry, that was a yawn. Uh, it's going to be a down year, it's going to be a down year, it's going to be a down year, and I'm like, no. I think that it, it's not going to. I think Neil Brown is a great coach, and, and there were a lot of things going for him. But honestly, after this game, they got beat really bad against a team that just lost to Wyoming. Uh, maybe Missouri kind of kicked it up a little bit uh, after the loss. But, uh, you know, when you allow a, a team to score 38 points on you and you only score seven, that's it, it was pretty ugly. Um out of the back 12, we had the USC Stanford game, 45 to 20. Both started, uh, quarterbacks that hadn't played at, uh, the FBS level yet or have started. USC started a true freshman and Stanford started a junior. Uh, I didn't really watch the game. It was, uh, when I flipped it on, it was kind of boring. So we're going to move on from there. Um, the American, we had SMU against North Texas. SMU looked extremely good. Uh, I w- thought it was going to be a little bit closer of a game. Ended up 49 to 27, uh, advantage SMU. I thought that SMU played very well, and honestly, that part of the the, the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, is really starting to heat up. Uh, we're definitely going to be paying attention to them uh, as this goes forward. Uh, the Mountain West, we had Hawaii against Oregon State. Hawaii got uh, another Pac-12 team. Now, the caveat to that is that they've been both in Hawaii. Hawaii has not had to come off the island yet this season. Uh, they are going to be traveling to Washington, so we'll see if they can do it uh, again. Uh, the the group of five uh, game of the week was Marshall against Boise, as was the Conference USA game of the week. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, Marshall in the first half looked like a completely different team from the second half. They looked really tired in the second half. Uh, but you know what? They kept it close. It was a, a seven-point uh, win by Boise State. The odds makers had them at uh, Boise winning by... 13 uh, when the game opened up, so almost two touchdowns. So Marshall ended up, you know, if you bet on Marshall, you ended up winning some money. That was a really good game. And uh, we'll get a little bit more into this, but FAU and FIU have not looked very good. Uh, Butch Davis and Lane Kiffin coached teams, and honestly, it looks like Marshall probably will be the team coming out of that side for the CSA title. out of the Mac, we had Ohio against Pitt. Ohio ended up winning, tw- or 
sorry, Pittsburgh ended up winning 20 to 10. Uh, it seems like Ohio is going to be Ohio. Uh, Ohio always seems to win like three of the four games. They usually play three pretty easy preseason games. Sometimes two, but they end up going three and one. They'll probably run the table in the MAC. They might lose one game, end up going to the MAC championship. Uh, win or lose doesn't really matter. Then they'll go to the to a bowl game, and they'll uh, overall they'll probably end up nine and four. So that is kind of the 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 Ohio way. I thought that potentially that they could uh, beat Pittsburgh, but it ended up not being so. Uh, and then out of the Sun Belt, we had Georgia Southern against Maine. Again, I kind of harped on Georgia Southern uh, with Shy Wirtz being out. And I believe his name is Justin Tittle or Tuttle or something like that. Uh, Timble. I need to look that up before we uh, go forward. But he ends up playing really well. Uh, they had him on the ropes for a little while. The Black Bears, I thought Maine uh, is an extremely good team. One of the top teams out of the FCS. And I said to myself, I said, I think that this could be an upset. Now, I took Georgia Southern because uh, the spread was, I believe, three. And I said I, I thought Georgia Southern was going to win. But uh, it looks like they, they kind of ride the ship. We'll see if they can uh, – what they'll do against uh, Troy and um, – against Appalachian State on that side of the conference. So that was just our games of the week. Again, we'll get into the Nebraska and Colorado game just a little bit later. Uh, but it really looks like uh, both programs were ready in the Texas and uh, LSU game. Maryland was not a fluke. So it, it was a really good overall game uh, games this, this weekend. I, I was really impressed with everybody. So we are going to be taking uh, a little break now. We'll be going through the top games uh, of the week. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll transition here. Let's keep the ball rolling. Awesome. We're just trying to mix up some things here, trying to uh, set a little bit more of a standard for you guys. So you guys can listen to this. Anyway, so we are now moving on to our top games and surprises of the week. Number one, uh, the top games uh, for us uh, outside of the game of the week was the Michigan Army game. Now, don't be fooled. Um, I watched this entire game. Uh, had my wife go pick up some pizza. Well, I actually woke up. I had ran 12 miles before that, and I was really excited to watch this game. Do not be fooled. I understand there's a lot of Michigan haters out there, and I myself, I do like Michigan. I follow them. Uh, I, I'd say that I'm more brainwashed than anything because my dad uh, loves the University of Michigan. But Army, this team took Oklahoma to the wire last year. Now I understand they they are really it's a really weird offense. Uh, they are all about controlling the game. They're all about analytics and, and making sure they uh, get into a third and one situation or a third and two. You run the ball and there's gaps and there's an option. It's it's a really weird offense, and I understand all of that. But number one, Michigan, the refs did miss a call. Now I don't like to jump on the refs because they're doing the best they can, but. They called the Michigan the 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 for there was a scoop and score I believe it was in the second quarter where the guy they said the guy's knee was down he however was not uh, he they would have been up another touchdown now if you put that into context now Army understandably was rolling and they had a really good offensive game but it takes a really long time for them to get down the field so it, it it's a really long process for them to score again I understand Shane Patterson then fumbled the next play. 
Uh, Jim Harbaugh did not kick the field goal. Uh, towards the end of the half, they, you know, they end up getting a sack. There were mistakes by Michigan, and it, it, the score deceives you when you're like, oh, wow, well, Michigan had to go to a double overtime to beat Army. Well, number one, Army took Oklahoma to overtime last year, and we didn't say anything about Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's offense is last year uh, is and was better than uh, Michigan has been in a very long time, just their offense. So you can take that into account. Uh, Army is good. Their their quarterback uh, was an absolute baller. I was really impressed with him. Uh, Michigan has a great uh, running back, uh, Charmonet, or, oh, man, it was a super – hard name to say but he was really impressive uh the wide receiver number eight uh bell was a really impressive uh wide receiver as well so don't sell out on michigan quite yet they're going to have a week off now they played middle tennessee state who's a pretty good cusa opponent and they played army now Yes, they struggled against Army, but now they're going to be taking on uh, a Wisconsin team. They still have Notre Dame coming up. Uh, I believe they do have to go to Madison uh, to take on Wisconsin, but I don't think that will affect Michigan uh, in the long run. I think this is Michigan's year. I think they're getting the kinks out. It's a new offense. Uh, Obviously, there were play calls that I didn't like and stuff like that, but don't sell them out too quick. And Army, on the flip side, Army potentially could win the rest of the games uh, for the rest of the season. They do have Tulane on their schedule, who I think will be a really tough game. Uh, They have uh, Navy as well, and they have Air Force uh, to see if they can win the Commander-in-Chief trophy. We'll see. I think this Army team, I don't think they lose the rest of the season. Uh, I think the Tulane game is a 50-50 game, but I would say advantage Army just because of the weirdness of their offense. But... Don't be fooled, ladies and gentlemen, uh, about this Michigan game. Uh, and definitely, we'll we'll keep an eye on them. They're they're starting to get onto our bad radar. You don't want that, uh, but you want to be on our good radar and go, "Wow, that team was really impressive." But we'll see what happens when they take on a team that is, you know, big a Big Ten team. Uh, I guess is what I I, I want to say. Uh, the next game that I was really impressed with was the Colorado-Nebraska game. Now, uh, it was almost a tale of two halves. We looked at it, and we were like, okay, well, uh, this is absolutely crazy. It was 17 nothing. I actually fell asleep, and I was like, oh, man, my head, I kind of had a headache. Uh, I'd been up uh, really early, and I was like, okay, well, what could I do uh, to... To, to pass the Saturday. My wife was at work, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to lay back. I'm just going to enjoy some football, and I ended up falling asleep, and then I wake up, and I believe it was 14 to 17 at the point. I was like, okay, well, here comes Colorado. Well, it was an absolute barn burner uh, the rest of the game. It was such a fun game uh, to watch overall, and you know, Colorado comes back. I thought Nebraska made some incredibly boneheaded mistakes, and that moves us into uh, Scott Frost. Now, I uh, I think we'll get into this a little bit later uh, in the other FBS podcasts as we're, as we're following these storylines, but I don't know if Scott Frost, I understand he was supposed to be the chosen one, the, the, the kid that comes back to the program to save it after everything Mike Riley did and, and all these things, and there was a lot of hype around him and what he did at UCF but UCF 
is a pretty good team and was a really good team with George O'Leary before. I understand they went 0-12. There were a lot of factors that why they went 0-12, but it kind of surprised me that, you know, after a 13-0 season, he go he gets called right up and he's supposed to win right away. He goes 4-8. and He has not won on the road yet. Uh, and that was a Colorado team that might be finishing fourth maybe maybe third if they have a couple of upsets in the Pac-12 South uh so it was really kind of like okay Nebraska everyone says that you're back and I haven't been sold on them I wasn't sold on them in the preseason I actually was like how does a four and eight team uh turn out to be the number 24 team uh if Scott Frost is a good coach and uh which I think he's a I think he's a decent coach I think he's a really good coordinator or he's a really good uh one to, to keep in the lower leagues but if he really is good he's going to have to turn the season around and fast they have a really easy schedule I don't think it is going to strain them very much and going forward next year's kind of his year after three years uh you should really start seeing results he's still kind of playing with house money here but you can only go so long uh just saying oh I'm your boy I'm the hometown boy that's back and I'm here to save you I played here alumni all this stuff we'll see what happens but Scott Frost and that uh like coaching staff did not make adjustments as but Mel Tucker did and Mel Tucker's a great situational guy I was very impressed uh we'll go into that a little bit later uh on Wednesday or Friday, depending on when it's released, but uh, as we talk a little bit more about the FCS, but really not an impressive showing for Nebraska. Congratulations, Colorado, uh, to get that win. Uh, the other game I wanted to briefly touch on was uh, Cal at Washington. Now, Cal beat Washington last year. It was a weird score. I believe it was like 12 to 10 or something goofy, and it knocked off Washington's chances to go to the pack. Uh, well, to the college football uh, title game in the playoffs. And this year, Cal gets them again. Now, I'm going to throw out a couple of stats here. Uh, I was not impressed with Jacob Eason, uh, as, but the other guy uh, across the, the line, right, Chase Garbers for Cal had absolutely, he had a way good game. Uh, well, I was more impressed with him. So I watched a little bit of this game. Now it was on a time delay. And I understand Cal kicked the last second field goal to get the win. But Jacob Eason went 18 of 30, 162 yards, and one interception. He did not have, uh, a touchdown himself. He, uh, so I was really just kind of disappointed. They had one rushing touchdown, uh, no receiving touchdowns. So, uh, he did fumble one time. So overall, well, I believe he fumbled twice, Jacob Eason. I was just very disappointed in the game. Now, now Cal, uh, they've always posted a really good defensive rating. Uh, they're a really good defensive team. But, you know, overall, Washington should have really taken care of business. It was the first time that they were kind of tried. Now, a lot of people will look to the 2014 Ohio State team, which lost to Virginia Tech at home on the very first of the season. And they were able to go on and to win the national championship. They got in. So hope is not lost for Washington. They can definitely still uh, recover that, but kind of starting to go back to the Pac-12, and are they going to get a team into the college football playoff? Because, you know, you're looking at it now, you're like, okay, well, Washington's lost the game, and Oregon's lost the game. Well, who are our undefeateds? University of Utah, which I think has looked extremely good against pretty good teams. Uh, You have Washington State, who has played really low-level uh, competition. 
with New Mexico State, Northern Colorado, and you have potentially Arizona State, who did not look good against Sacramento State. Uh, I mean, their their offense is all look good. Their defense looks good, but their offense is not clicking down there in in uh, in Tempe. So, really, kind of interesting. We're going to be following that storyline as we go forward. Uh, so right now we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to have the ad break. After the ad break, we are going to talk a little bit about the games of the week out of the FCS, and we will send you guys off. Hope you guys have a great Monday. Let's keep the ball rolling. Awesome. We are back after the ad break. Now with the FCS, we'll cover it uh, widely. Uh, not, there wasn't a crazy amount of interesting games, I guess. I mean, I was really interested to see a lot of these teams, uh, like UT Martin, take on the Florida Gators. I wanted to see how they responded, how uh, Murray State responded playing against Georgia in, in between the hedges, right? And then... Also, I really wanted to see what happened with Jacksonville State against uh, Chattanooga. So other than that, outside of that, I was like, okay, this isn't going to be a fairly uh, – the teams that should win should win. You know, the, the 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 teams that are favored should win. And the teams that aren't, they should lose. And that's kind of how it happened now. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about North Dakota State and a little bit about Alabama. Now, there's a lot of parallels between these teams. Uh, North Dakota State is a very storied program, right? They The – 15 and 0 and they win all these national championships now they played north dakota and nothing taking away from north dakota because north dakota is a good team north dakota has the hardest schedule known to man in the fcs this upcoming year uh watch out for that but i look at it and i go north dakota state why are you not scheduling fbs teams i'm going to go back we're going to rant a little bit about this in the fbs and the fcs but these teams these good teams like alabama and like North Dakota State, why are you not scheduling the best teams? North Dakota State, we would love it. I know for a fact it would be awesome to see them play a Pac-12 team. I know North Dakota State fans would love to see, you know, a Washington State or a, a Washington University of Utah, USC team go up and play in the Fargo Dome. And I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there that would be willing to do so. But And I understand it was a rivalry week, but they played Butler. They beat down on Butler. But what's the point of beating down on, on a team like Butler? I mean, yeah, congratulations. You won a game. Why don't we put it up? Let's see some bigger games. Now, I'm not saying North Dakota State has to go play Clemson because I think there's a little bit of a talent gap there. Uh, we're comparing, you know, the best in the FCS against the best in the FBS. Clemson is extremely talented, but I want to see. I want to see it, and I, and I'm really disappointed that I haven't been able to see North Dakota State take on these FBS teams. Uh, they absolutely stomped on uh, North Dakota, 38 to seven. I was a little disappointed that the spread, I believe, uh, the start of the game was North Dakota was favored by, I believe it was like 30 and a half points, and they ended up winning by 31 points. I was. I thought that North Dakota, uh, North Dakota University, of North Dakota would get one more touchdown, but uh, whatever. I was uh, I was wrong there. Uh, I'll admit it there. Uh, and then, you know, I, I was impressed. Kind of, I thought North Dakota's defense played very well. Uh, North Dakota State is clearly in a very impressive team. We'll see if they can keep that up uh, through the college uh, football playoff uh, in the FCS. Uh, a couple other big storylines: Indiana State loses to Dayton. 
Now, when I was drying this up uh, a couple years ago, I believe Indiana State didn't even win a game or they went 0-11 or something like that. And uh, last year they turned it around and they, they did not get into the playoff and it was this big controversy. They were very upset. Now, I wasn't really sold on them in the preseason. I felt like they'd be taking a step back, that they wouldn't get to eight games, uh, eight winning games. Now, they lost to Dayton. Uh, the, the, the Sycamore defense could not handle Dayton's offense. I was really impressed. Uh, the Sycamores came back and, uh, Dayton responded every single time Dayton was there, wanted to win it, uh, looked like they wanted it more. Now, I don't really know where that puts Indiana State and the, and the rest of the, the conference, but definitely something to look forward as we're to going forward to see where Indiana State can fall in the Missouri Valley. Uh, if you haven't looked, look at our preseason rankings, see where we have the Sycamores at. But overall, Dayton did upset Indiana State. Another close game, uh, UC Davis barely beats out uh, the Toreros of San Diego. Now, it was a score of 38-35. to 35. It was a great game. Now, the Big Sky is very familiar with San Diego, and it will be interesting as we go forward to see what happens to that program, uh, to see if they can get into the college football playoff as well in the FCS. Uh, another big game was Montana State against Southeast Missouri. Um, I guess the consistency over the last couple of years, Montana State has kind of been up and down. It was really good to see them get a big win against a really big opponent, 38-17. to I also uh, didn't think Southeast Missouri was as good as what everybody was talking about in the preseason. I thought that they might take a little bit of a step back uh, this upcoming season. They did play well against Montana State. Again, I watched a little bit of this game. Uh, we'll see how it kind of all unravels for them in the Ohio Valley. But a team like UT Martin and even a team like Murray State is definitely going to be challenging the Red Hawks and Eastern Kentucky Uh playing uh they played louisville this week but they played great against valparaiso we'll see uh how those teams kind of shake out in the ohio valley and you look at it jacksonville state lost their first game it shows that they're that they are uh, they do have weaknesses and overall i'm going to be very impressed to see uh, where this ends up going. Another big game, like I just mentioned, uh, Jacksonville State takes on Chattanooga. Uh, they end up winning 41 to 20. Uh, Chattanooga kept it close, but, uh, Jacksonville State ended up pulling up in the, w in, in the end. Uh, again, Ohio Valley is a very, I think it's a conference of parity, and I think there's a lot of opportunity to take down Jacksonville this state, uh, this year. The last game I really wanted to mention was Central Arkansas beats Austin PA. I thought Central Arkansas was good at the first of the season. I've been sold on them throughout the entire year, uh, as I've as I've studied and stuff like that, they beat Western Kentucky a week ago, and they beat Austin PA. Now I understand Austin PA had a uh, their backup quarterback. Their quarterback got hurt, so it's a little bit you know like wow, this team did it. Oh man, I don't know why I yawn so much during the this one because my other ones I don't yawn as much. But good heavens, uh, honestly, I just I'm just kind of uh, waiting and watching to see uh, what happens. Uh, with Austin PA, they had a backup quarterback. Like I said, Ohio Valley is a really, really tough conference. There's a lot top to bottom. There's a lot of talent. You even see on uh, Tennessee State, uh, they were stride for stride with Middle Tennessee through the first half. So again, we're going to be watching these games. We're going to be watching and, and analyzing and uh, giving you guys just a little bit sense of uh, when it comes November, which teams we're going to be, which names they're going to be calling. Uh, 
Again, the Missouri Valley looked very impressive, as did the Big Sky, a CAA. Uh, we had a really tough game uh, out there between uh, Rhode Island and Delaware, went into three overtimes. Uh, Delaware ended up getting the win, pulling it out 41-36. to We'll talk a little bit about that more on the FCS podcast, but that was just kind of our uh, week two recap. A lot of things happened. We will be getting more into that. Again, I want to touch on why does Alabama and North Dakota State not uh, play these harder, bigger teams? And uh, hopefully we'll get a couple of different ideas. I've, I've been uh, chatting with a couple of people about this. And uh, before I formulate my final opinion, we will uh, definitely discuss that here on Get the Ball Rolling Uh I honestly wish that college football was every single day of the week. I absolutely love it. Uh, it was another great Saturday. Uh, again, lots of storylines, a lot of stuff to cover. So stay tuned for Wednesday and Friday for our FBS and FCS podcast. We'll go in-depth, uh, throw out a couple more stats for you guys. Uh, for those of you that are that are listening and watching uh, the stat market on that Uh and a big shout out. I know, again, I I know I I blasted them a little bit, and I and maybe it's because I'm a University of Utah fan, but BYU did end up upsetting Tennessee uh, in overtime. I believe the score was twenty nine to twenty six, and uh, so congratulations to the BYU Cougars. Definitely didn't see this one coming. Uh, I don't think Tennessee is as good as what I thought they were going to be, but uh, congratulations to them and uh, all the Cougar fans out there. I know I've been hard on them, and uh, I've made a lot of jokes, and and I uh, I've talked to a lot of you guys, but honestly, uh, I don't want to show bias. I mean, I'll show bias when when Utah plays against BYU because I want Utah to win. But uh, the rest of the season, you know what, BYU, uh, good luck. And uh, just a big shout-out to them. So uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms, uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, all uh, under at Get the Ball Rolling. It is a great Another great week, and uh, hope to hear from you guys. Any feedback you want, continue to send it in. Uh, until next time, keep the ball rolling.